Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast with me, Rohit Vaswani of Omnis Investments. And as every Monday over the next few minutes, I'll aim to give you a summary of what drove markets last week. As always, we start in the US where stocks moved higher over the week with the S&P 500 up over 1% and reaching an all-time high, marking the 12th week advance out of the last 13. With the lack of commentary coming out of the Federal Reserve, the US Central Bank in this week just gone, investors turned their focus to company earnings reports. Major movers included Tesla, which declined sharply due to weak earnings and revenues and suggesting an expected slower growth in 2024. Netflix, on the other hand, posted solid gains after an upside surprise in subscriber additions. Economic data releases over the week showed a surprise upside in manufacturing activity, jumping back into expansionary territory for the first time since April last year. Services also beat expectations and hit the highest level since June. Meanwhile, the Core Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, or PCE Index, which is the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, well, that rose 2% in the fourth quarter of last year. And this is now in line with expectations and the central bank's long-term target. Separately, over 2023 as a whole, the US economy grew 2.5%, up from 1.9% in 2022. Moving to Japan next, where stock markets declined over the week, with the Nikkei 225 index down a bit more than a half percent. The Bank of Japan retained its ultra-low interest rate policy, with Kazuo Ueda, the governor of the Bank of Japan highlighting the central bank's progress towards achieving sustainable inflation. Investors initially viewed this positively, raising hopes that a shift in interest rate policy could be on the horizon. However, optimism was tempered to a degree as softer-than-anticipated inflation data was released later in the week. The central bank continues to monitor further evidence of a positive wage inflation cycle and will then examine the feasibility of continuing its massive stimulus program. Core inflation is forecast to rise 2.4% in 2024, down from October 2023's forecast of 2.8%. We move to China next, where after a more challenging start to 2024, markets ended the week up, with the CSI 300 index up almost 2% over the course of the week. Why? Well, as had come to be expected, the People's Bank of China, which is the Chinese central bank, announced a cut in its reserve ratio requirement for most banks in February. This is, in essence, the amount of cash that banks have to keep in reserve. And it marked the central bank's first cut in banks' required reserves this year, hoping that banks would therefore increase the lending available to households and businesses which should provide a very needed boost to the economy. The People's Bank of China will also lower interest rates by 0.25 percentage points for refinancing and rediscounting loans to support agriculture and small businesses. 
Many analysts predict that the central bank will continue to roll out pro-growth measures to revive consumer confidence, which has been depressed due to China's protracted property downturn and deflationary pressure, which we have spoken about in previous podcasts. We turn to European stocks next, where markets rose with the Eurostoxx 50 up over 4%. Markets rose sharply due to a combination of, well, encouraging corporate results, China's announcement of the additional stimulus measures which we just discussed, and the European Central Bank leaving interest rates unchanged. The European Central Bank held interest rates at 4%, signalling to investors that interest rates cuts could soon be around the corner. However, Christine Lagarde, the president of the European Central Bank, reiterated that it was still premature to discuss rate cuts. But she did also note that the disinflation process was working. In economic news, business activity in the Eurozone shrank for an eighth consecutive month in January, but at a slower rate, a sign that the current economic downturn may be beginning to stabilise. And finally, we come to the UK, where the FTSE 100 also rose, ending the week up 2.3%. Economic data released over the week highlighted that the economy is recovering from last year's stagnation with price pressures easing. Once again, we look at the Preliminary Composite UK Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, which we have spoken about in previous podcasts, and is a forward-looking measure of economic activity. Well, in the UK, the PMI increased at the fastest pace for seven months and was ahead of expectations. This was despite the crisis in the Red Sea adding to manufacturing pricing pressures. Elsewhere, UK consumer confidence rose for the third consecutive month, marking the highest level since January last year. Cuts to national insurance, falling mortgage rates and rising real wages are aiding positive sentiment despite the cost of living crisis still hurting households' budgets. So clearly, with the exception of Japan, market returns were generally positive over the last week, with the main headline being the announcement from the People's Bank of China to introduce additional stimulus measures to kickstart the economy. Whilst investors still focus on adjusting expectations for when interest rate cuts may arrive, global markets responded positively last week to the news coming out of China. And that's where we'll wrap it up today. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, we'll be back next week for more. Have a great week. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.